I think I want to break this next topic up into two or three different episodes to do it justice. And the topic I'm really thinking about is stress. So stress in all of its forms and all of its manifestations. And this one I want to think about more about the client and their stress. And, you know, one of the things that we need to do as guides and instructors is recognize when people are stressed. First of all, trying to put people in an environment that will be less stressful, but recognize when they're having stress and find ways and strategies to help them deal with that stress so they can perform or op- perform more optimally. Now remember, stress comes in many shapes and forms. So people might be physically stressed, um, right? So this the the actual act of climbing or whatever skiing is is really really stressful for them on a physical level, right? They could be emotionally stressed. They could be socially stressed. Like there's a lot of ways people can be or all of the things at once can be stressed out. And then ultimately what all that stress does is not allow the person to relax and be maybe fully open to that experience or fully learn something or, or fully be able to perform a task well, whatever that task may be. And it's a big deal. And, you know, I think depending on the client, you know, that stress can be um, either more on like, I've never gone climbing before, so like, just the thought of being near cliff edges and going over edges and ropes and all that stuff can be really stressful because they've never experienced that. To someone who's actually, you know, very experienced and they're stressed out because they are not as fit as they were at one point and now they are feeling performance anxiety um, or performance anxiety about a skill set, right? So actually maybe a technical thing, for example, or... Um, this is kind of like being a client, but like if you're working with and mentoring a younger, not younger, but a less experienced guide or instructor, sometimes they'll be very stressed when maybe you're co-teaching something and, and they get stressed because of trying to do something in front of you, their mentor. So that can kind of fall into that kind of, it's kind of more like that client instructor role. And it's really important to recognize that and help people move through that as best they can. So there's a lot of ways we can recognize that and tools being really really perceptive of people and how they're reacting right so as guides and instructors we have to actually make judgments about people very quickly you know and and I'm trying to be you know and I don't mean in a negative way but we're trying to like ascertain something about people very very quickly so we can make decisions to move forward so that might be you know thinking about the difficulty level of the terrain that we want to put these on, um, maybe how they learn, maybe how organized they are, you know, maybe how they're reacting to the environment in the shop and may, how that might play out into the field, you know, their personality types. Like there's just movement patterns. Like there's so many things that we're trying to like read very, very quickly so we can go out and perform our jobs optimally and ha- give this person or group a really excellent experience so obviously you know we make really quick judgments but we have to kind of keep digging and find more data to either confirm or deny those kind of initial impressions right and that's what i'm always doing is everything i'm doing from when i first meet somebody 
all the way to we're done is like constantly kind of kind of giving that person or that group a stimulus and seeing how they react to it and then therefore move off from that point to somewhere else. Like, all right, cool. This is how they performed with this stimulus. So I think maybe we should go this way or, oh, they, now we're going to go this way, you know, and it's a very interesting game. So I think there's some subtle things in terms of helping our clients be less stressful. So certainly it can start even before you. So if you work from a climbing school, that might be all the initial contact you know, an organization from maybe the office staff and the materials they get and do they know what they're supposed to bring? Do you know where they're supposed to go? You know, those type of things. If that's really streamlined and smooth, your clients will be a little bit less stressed. If that's not streamlined and smooth, they'll probably be a little bit more stressed. And maybe they're stressed because um, it annoys them. Maybe they're stressed because they don't have the information they need and that's kind of you know starting to be stressful. So a lot of reasons why that can be stressful, but it really does play into how we actually react with people in the field. So and then then there's like some of maybe our initial contact with clients. So you might contact a client the night before, day before, whatever depending on the type of trip you're doing. Maybe it's just a very, you know, quick half-day introduction to rock climbing or maybe it's a week-long ski trip to another country, right? So our contact with that client before the actual event helps detune stress, gives them answers. So people like information. And then when we actually have those clients, right, it's thinking about, once again, watching them and seeing how they perform to a certain stimulus. And I think some of the things that are really important is how we present ourselves as guides and instructors. So are we presenting ourselves in a very professional manner? Do we look professional? Is our equipment professional? Are we organized? Are we on time, right? All of those things, how we speak, how we act, and that doesn't mean we all have to be like robots. We can certainly have personality and all that stuff for sure, but still with the, with the bent of being very professional, you know? And sometimes depending on how you choose to be in this world, that takes a little bit more time um, with certain clientele to get that sense from you, just the nature of, you know, how people grow up and, and how they see different people in the world. And that's just a reality. But it doesn't mean you can't be very, very professional um, and present yourself in a way that's completely different than your client may be normal, um, you know, or think of the the groups that they may normally kind of socialize in. You can still impart a really high level professionalism. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to get there, which is a bummer, but it is at the moment the way it is to some degree. So I do think there's a piece of how we present ourselves that can immediately connect some level of trust and help people be um, less stressed about what we're going to do. I also think being very directive, which doesn't mean like barking orders at people, but giving people kind of like, all right, this is what I want you to do. Here's our time frame. Go get this stuff, put this stuff in this bag. We're going to meet back here in two minutes, all right? And we're going to get in the car. We're going to drive to the cliff, you know? So I think when people are especially newer, they just need some structure, you know? And that structure doesn't have to be rigid, but it does need to be something that they can kind of have some tangible piece of. So they don't have to worry about that part, right? They're not stressed about that part. Like, all right, Dick told me this is what we need to do. I'm going to be there at this time. We're going to meet right at this place. And okay, I know what the plan is. Cool. I'm a little less stressed because now I have an idea what's going on. You know, so those things really play in. And then I think, you know, when we think about whatever it is, whatever medium we're working in, skiing or climbing, um, up in the mountains or, or down in the crags, you know, whatever we're doing is 
really thinking about progression. So easing people into a progression of maybe technical skills, cognitive skills, physical skills, warming them up, moving them kind of into a nice flow so they can kind of build you know, some confidence. They can remove some of the uncertainty of the situation. So therefore, they're kind of getting more relaxed. They're kind of getting exposed into things incrementally is really, I think, super important. And when you have a poor progression, people don't perform optimally. So that can definitely be within a lesson or like over, over think about maybe a couple days of a course. If your progression within that course doesn't kind of build upon what you've just talked about and it kind of jumps all around, that can be kind of stressful for people because you're kind of getting yanked all around. Same thing out in the field, like a progression to exposure, like someone's never been climbing before. So we're going to progress into some exposure, you know, baby steps into things. So that way they get more and more comfortable being on a rope, for example, or being over the edge of a cliff. So now they can start to relax and kind of focus on the reason why we're doing some of this stuff is to have fun and enjoy ourselves. Same thing with skiing, like working on that progression, you know, and I think, you know, one thing that's super important tool when we say like a ski trip, for example, is don't discount how that progression could help somebody over the course of a whole ski trip, not just in a day or a tour. Like you're going to have a terrain progression over the course of a trip to get them more comfortable being out in the field, maybe more comfortable in that area. Maybe, you know, they're really concerned about avalanches. So we're going to take that time both for us as a guide, but also for them to help them feel more comfortable about making observations and kind of move on. And then as we get more um, comfortable and move through our progression, we kind of step out potentially if that's appropriate, you know, so these progressions that help deal with stress can be very short term, very, very, very quick, or they can be over a longer period of time. So, but, you know, think about, and I've talked about some of these pieces here or there in certain episodes, but think about some of the markers that we could see. People get really quiet. Like I get super quiet when I'm really stressed out. Like, like I don't talk. Um, and it's pretty obvious, even though I am a relatively quiet person to begin with. So sometimes we have to figure out, is that just their personality or is this being accentuated because of this stressor? So we have to figure those things out. But sometimes people being really, really quiet, sometimes people being really, really talkative, right? It goes both directions. They're like really, really talkative. Maybe that's because they're stressed out and they're trying to find ways to um, vent that stress. Also, I think when we see like more physical stress um, or stress that's really manifesting itself physically. So like their bodies are really tense. You can see that in different, how they stand, their body type, shoulders, you know, really um, clenched in. Really classic thing is someone who's brand new to repelling, right? Think about the body stance they have right at the edge. They're bent over at the waist, kind of bending forward. Shoulders are really clutched into, um, you know, towards their chest. Their hands are really tight, really close together. And just the act of getting them to widen their feet, stand upright, move their shoulders back, right? Kind of like scissoring your shoulder blades back together, opening up your chest, allowing your diaphragm to kind of fully expand, right? Allow them to take full breaths because when we're stressed, we take to, tend to take really shallow breaths. Like those are all things that are interesting to watch. And you can see someone change to some degree, when you change their position from that very, very, you know, protective stance to a little bit more expansive stance. 
Um, you know, it's funny. There's this, I think, like the most wildly viewed TED Talk was about this very thing about power poses about from this Harvard professor. And it was a really beautiful talk, and then it got debunked. You know, that it was like essentially bad science or bad interpretation of the data or whatever. I can't remember all the details now. But I will tell you right now, I have seen plenty of evidence in the field of people going from position, like I just mentioned, of being very nervous, very contracted, very, you know, guarded, and you open them up and it makes a difference. So whether or not that science is real, I don't know. I've certainly seen the benefit of that in the field of trying to get people to relax, open things up, and actually they will be, they will perform better. So as I think that's pretty interesting. So it's a pretty interesting topic. And I think really being able to understand that stressor piece is key and work with that progression. You know, and just like with any progression, sometimes it's nice to ramp up, but also ramp down and maybe give some closure, which might help people, you know, moving forward with dealing with some stress. And then I also think it's really important to give people insight to like, hey, think about what you just did. Like, this is awesome. Think about where you were five minutes ago from where you are now. Like, you're doing great. Like, you're getting more comfortable. Like, so sometimes they need that reassurance and check-in from us, right? It's just super important. And, you know, you see that a lot when, you know, I'm thinking a lot about climbing guiding. So an area that I work a lot in the summer is pretty technically demanding place. It's all the sea cliff climbing. So we take people who've never been rock climbing and we literally have them like rappel down over a sea cliff over the ocean for the first time all the time. So it's like, think about like some of the most stressful things you could possibly have someone do is trust rope stuff that they've never done before, rappel over an edge, over the ocean, you know, and then have to climb back up and be like, what happens if I can't climb back up? And you get really good at that progression piece and then coaching piece piece to get people into these environments and out successfully. And it's just a really interesting dynamic process of reading people and then helping them. So coaching breathing, for example, maintaining good eye contact, being very deliberate about where you want people to be, really clean rope system. So it looks clean and neat and organized and logical, you know, being very specific with your instructions is really key, you know, being very relaxed in yourself, very calm voice, you know, maybe slow your, your talking rate down. A lot of things. Breathe with people a little bit. It's amazing how you can really get people to relax in stressful situations by really having strong strategies and having being really good with your skill sets, whatever those skill sets are, so you can focus all of your energy on that client versus trying to like stress out about your skills, which is hard. Like there are definitely times and places where you as a guide will be stressed about whatever you're doing as a performance piece for whatever reason. Maybe it's a movement thing. Maybe it's a technical thing. Maybe it's a terrain thing. And you need to do your best to actually calm down, simplify things and be able to focus that energy on your clients. Because if you're completely stressed out about the situation, you're not going to have a lot of energy to focus with on people. So big topic, you know, we could easily talk about this more, you know, thinking about people in colder environments or really hot environments or, you know, wind, you know, this is like so many factors make people stressed out and we have to recognize that, help people, you know, with that stress. 
hey, put a jacket on, you look really cold. And they put a jacket on and they're less stressed, right? Because before they were stressed, just sitting there shivering, you're like, hey, put a jacket on, put your hood up, put your hat on. You know, our job is to help them as much as possible deal with that thing so they can actually do the activity. So when you're out there in the field, try to be super observant about what your clients are doing and how they're reacting to things and have multiple strategies to deal with that stress so they can actually perform well.